Hello, this is Pastor Bill Gay at Solid Rock Bible Church here in Reno, Texas. Just uh, wanted to uh, bring you a little message tonight. Uh, you know, I've entitled this message, Do You Really Want Change in Your Life? And you know, there's many people out there, they, they're not satisfied with the way they're living or the things that's going on in their life, but yet they're comfortable with the way they are, and they really don't want change. But uh, we're going to look at a story tonight in uh, the book of John, chapter 5, about a man that Jesus encounters. And he even kind of, kind of asked this man, do you want change in your life? And, uh, of course, this man did. And, uh, but uh, this is a story about a man that... Uh, Hey, well, I will just put it like this. He was in a desperate situation. And not only was he not able to help himself, but he had nobody else to help him in his life, to help him do things. Then one day, Jesus showed up in this man's life, and he changed his life forever. You know, and I got to thinking, isn't that just like something that Jesus would do? Show up and make changes, and this man... God just flat blessed his life from that point on. You know, this man was among a large number of sick or disabled people that would lie next to a pool in Jerusalem called Bethesda. And uh, it said that uh, there was an angel that would come and stir the waters, and whoever got into the water first would be healed. Well, it's interesting that the Bible says in John 5, 6, I'm going to read this, and because uh, I'm going to have about three things here I want us to look at. But in John 5, 6, it said that Jesus saw this man lying there. And I'm going to read the, the, the scripture. It's short, but it says, When Jesus saw him lying there, this crippled man, and knew that he had been there in that condition for a long time, he said unto him, do you want to be made whole or do you want to be healed or would you like to have your life changed? You know, now there were a lot of people crowded around this pool, but it says Jesus saw him lying there. Not only did Jesus see this, this man, he also knew that he had been in that condition a long time. As we read there in uh, verse 6, it said, and Jesus knew that he had been in that condition for a long time. And now think about this question, though, that Jesus asked him. Do you want to be made well, or do you want to be made whole? You know, and this really, would, to me, would seem like a strange question to ask someone who was paralyzed, who couldn't walk. The answer may not be, though, as obvious as we think. Because, like I said a while ago, some people do not want their life changed. They want to stay just as they are because they feel comfortable right where they are. You know, there was a lot of people in those days that had never worked. Maybe they'd been born this way. We don't know. But this man here, and we'll see it in a minute, but he'd been in this condition for 38 years. So he had never worked, he had never done anything, but he begged for his food. It's sort of like uh, uh, Bartimaeus in a way, I guess, you know. He begged for his food. 
And that's how he got by, was begging. And he never worked a lick. And, uh, and some people, they get comfortable in their life and the way it is, and they just flat don't want to change because they're just used to that life, and then they're, they're actually they're afraid because they don't know what's going to lie ahead of them and what's going to happen, so they just want to stay in their condition because they are being taken care of by others who, who is giving them money and stuff to buy their food. But, uh, you know, what Jesus was really asking this man, if we'll stop and think about it, do you want to change your life or are you content with the way you are right now? Do you really want change? And, you know, this man responded to Jesus. In verse 7, he said, talking to Jesus, he said, Sir, I have no man when the water is stirred to put me into the pool. And while I'm coming, another steps in before me. So, you know, it was the first one that got into the pool after the angel stirred the water, and that person was healed. In other words, this man was saying, I want to change my situation. I, want, I don't want this anymore, but I have no one that will help me. Then Jesus tells this man to do three things that will get him out of the condition that he is in. And you know, this here goes for us too. We may be in a condition, but there's some things we have to do to get out of the condition we're in. First of all, we have to want to. We have to want change in our life. First, Jesus asked him to do something that seems impossible. I mean, like I said, he asked this man to do what he had not been able to do for 38 years. Jesus tells him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. That's in verse 8. To rise and take up his bed and walk. Well, this man had been paralyzed for 38 years. And I'm just wondering what was going through that man's mind. You know, he said, hey, this is impossible. I can't do it. This was something impossible for him, but not for God. God can do what you have been unable to do for yourself. You must be, but the thing about it is, we must be willing to step out in faith. We have to be willing to step out in faith and show God, God, I believe that you can heal me. I believe you can make me whole. I believe you can make me walk again. And that's kind of what this man was doing. So, and then the second thing that Jesus asked him, it was Jesus asked him to remove all possibility of a relapse or going back where he was. He commanded the man to take up his bed and walk. Now this was not a bed like we think about. This was a mat. that they would just roll up, carry it with them, put it under their arm, whatever. But he says, take up your, bat, your bed or take up your mat, roll it up, put it under your arm and go. Now notice, Jesus does not tell him to leave his bed there he said, he, he said, hey, if you want to, just leave your bed here for a little bit and try walking for a while. And if that doesn't work, then hey, you can come back to your bed again. No. Jesus was saying, you're not coming back here anymore. This life that you've been living is over. It's through. I have changed you. You know, I've talked to many people that when Jesus came into their life, their life totally, completely changed. 
And I'm one of those people. When Jesus came into my life, my whole life changed. I became that new man like it talks about in 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, any man who is in Christ, he becomes a new creation. All the old things in his life have passed away. Behold, all things now has become new. You are a new person in Christ, able to do whatever Christ will let you do. Whatever he tells you to do, step out in faith and do it. You know, I've got to thinking about that. I never thought of myself as being a pastor. I never thought of myself as standing up here before people and preaching the Word of God. And I didn't realize that was the plan that God had for me. But when I felt that call on my life, I didn't argue. I didn't say, no, I can't do that. Because I knew if God was calling me, He would do in my life what His will was. And I just stepped out in faith, obeying God, and God's been with me ever since. You know, I'm not the best preacher there is, and I know it. But I'll tell you what, when God gets a hold of you, I know on some Sunday mornings I'll have, boy, I'll have everything ready and laid out, ready to go. And what happens? God changes the whole thing. What I had planned, what I had laid out, did me absolutely no good whatsoever because it was God doing it and that's the way it should be. God should be doing it and we should be obeying God and following what God tells us to do. And here, you know, Jesus was telling this man, hey, when he told him to pick up that mat, he was saying, hey, you're not coming back here anymore. Your old life is over. I've changed you. Now I want to tell you something. If you want to follow Jesus, then you cannot make provisions to go back where you came from. You've got to walk with Jesus. You've got to step out in faith. You've got to read your Bible. You've got to pray. You've got to have your time alone with God. You, it's you and God. God's got some things He wants to say to you. God's got some things He wants to tell you because there's things God wants to do in your life. And then third thing that Jesus did, He said, Jesus expected this man to be healed. Let me ask you a question. When you come to Jesus and pray, are you expecting God to do what you're asking Him to do? Are you expecting it? So many people say, well, I know God will do it for some people, but you know, I just don't know if He'll do it for me. Yes, He will if you have faith and believe. You have to expect and believe that God is going to do something in your life. He's going to do that thing that you need done. <clears throat> you know, notice something. Jesus just didn't tell this man to see if he could take a step or two. He didn't say, hey, stand up, see if you can take a step or two. If you can't, well, then you can go back to your mat. No. Jesus told him to walk. Don't expect anybody to be carrying you around anymore. You are going to walk. And you have to have faith believing you are going to walk. Jesus was saying, get up on your feet and walk. Jesus actually was commanding him to get up and walk. And so why is this important? Because there are people who say, and believe me, I've, I've, I've talked to them because I've, I've seen people come to Christ or at least make that attempt or act like they were, accept Christ, and then... 
Next thing you know, they're back out in the world doing what they're doing. They relapsed. They went back to what they had got away from. But <clears throat> he was telling this man to get up on your feet and walk because there are people who say, well, you know, I tried following Christ, but it just didn't work for me. I guess I'm not the religious type. You know, God is not interested in religion. God wants relationship. Father, child. He wants you to be his child. He wants you to love him like you do your father. He wants to be family. He wants you to be family. This is a relationship of faith in Almighty God and who He is. It says, without faith we cannot please God. We must believe He is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. And, and if we don't do this, he, over there in James it says, if you doubt, don't think that you shall receive anything. If you're doubting that God is going to do something, don't think He is. Because you're not believing He will. So he won't. You know, but you know, if this person, I talked to him, <clears throat> my question to that person was, did you follow through on your commitment to God? Did you follow through on your commitment and what you had to do? You know, when we come to Christ, there's things that we have to do. And, you know, Christianity is not something that you try on for size. It's not like going into a department store, getting a pair of Wrangler Levi's or whatever and putting them on as if to fit. No, it works. Christianity will work for every single person. If, if changes did not take place in your life, like this guy said, oh, well, I guess it just wasn't meant for me to be a Christian. You know, if changes did not take place in your life, then it's because you did not do your part. You did not have faith in God that He could change your life. You really was sitting there once saying, boy, I sure miss my old life. You know, boy, I miss my old friends. I miss going sitting at that bar still and drinking that beer. I sure miss all that and all that running around and all that stuff I was doing. See, you never really put Jesus in your life. You never really did. And like I said, Christianity is not something you try on for size. Because just like I said, it works for everyone. If changes did not take place in your life, then it's because you did not do your part in serving God. You did not have faith in God. Do you want to see a change in your life? Maybe there's somebody out there right now Maybe you've tried to overcome a particular thing, a problem, or a habit in your life, and it's failed. You just can't seem to do it. It just seems to keep popping right back up. You know, <clears throat> I'm going to tell you something. For years, I smoked cigarettes. But when Jesus Christ came into my life and I was filled with the Holy Spirit, something happened. I got to thinking, you know, the Bible said my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And I got to think, you know, I don't think that Holy Spirit is enjoying all that smoke coming in there where he's at. And so I said, I need to quit these cigarettes. Oh. Oh, I tried before, but I just couldn't do it. I really, I guess it's because I really probably didn't want to do it. But I knew this time I needed to do it. And so I made a very simple prayer. I asked God. I, just, I was driving down the road, and I prayed. I said, Father, 
I pray that you will take these cigarettes away from me. Take this habit away. That was my prayer. That was it. And I said, in Jesus' name, I ask you this. About two or three days later, I was driving down the road, and all of a sudden, I don't know if it was audible. I don't really know. I can't tell you. But I heard something. I don't know if it was in my spirit or what, but it was very simple. It said, do not smoke any more. I like to wreck that vehicle. I, I jerked my head over toward that passenger seat because it sounded like somebody sitting right there talking to me. It was so real, so alive. It sounded so audible. And I got to where I was going. There was a dumpster sitting there. I walked by that dumpster. I reached in my pocket. I pulled out cigarettes. I pulled out lighter. And I threw them in that dumpster. From that point on, I never wanted a cigarette. I had no withdrawals or anything. It's just like I had never smoked. And that's been about, all I'd say probably over 30 years ago. I have never desired a cigarette. I don't want a cigarette. I can't stand the smell of a cigarette. I don't even, I don't even like them. And, but that is how God, I mean, just simply, faith, God, I know you can do this. And when I heard that voice, that was just confirmation. God said, don't smoke anymore. That can happen to you. Whatever your habit is, whatever your problem is, pray to God about it, but sincerely want it in your life to happen. And then believe in faith that it's going to happen, that God's going to answer that prayer. You know, and, but, you know, it's just like, it's just like this. It's, this isn't about you trying to do it now. This is about God giving you the strength to do it. It's not you anymore. It's God giving you the strength and the ability to do this. If it's smoking or whatever, drinking, I don't care, drugs, God has given you the ability and the strength to kick it. So do it. Take it. Ask God to take you off of it and believe in your heart that He will do it. You know, it said in Jesus, in, in, Jesus said in Matthew 19.26, God, all things are possible. And that is so true. It is so true. This same Jesus who reached out and touched this man is right now ready to reach out and touch you as well. Jesus is still changing lives today and He's ready to change yours. But the thing I'm going to ask you, are you willing to change? Are you you have to be willing. You have to be willing. And I just wanted to bring this to you because I know this was something heavy on my heart. It just I just got to thinking about some things, and I sat down well, yesterday and put this together. And uh, I said, "This is for somebody out there." I know it is. So if you're listening to this, please have faith and believe God can meet whatever your need is. He can take away any habit. He can do anything that you need done. He is an almighty God that nothing is impossible for Him to do. So if you're out there today, if you need God to do something in your life, would you pray with me right now? Would you ask God, first of all, to come into your life to be your Lord and Savior? 
You're going to have to accept Jesus. You're going to have to walk with Jesus. You're going to have to be obedient to Jesus. Obedience is what brings blessings. So let us pray. Father God, I ask you right now just to come into my life to be my Lord and to be my Savior. Forgive me of my sins. Lord, that's what you said. You said, if I would believe in my heart, confess with my mouth, that I would be forgiven. So Lord, I believe that you are God. Lord Jesus, I believe you died on that cross for me. I believe you rose that third day. And right now, I believe you're sitting at the right hand of God interceding for me. So Lord Jesus, I'm asking you, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And help me to go through and to accomplish the things I need to accomplish. To get rid of the things in my life that I need to get rid of. If you prayed this prayer, I want to tell you, first of all, you're saved. You're going to go to heaven. You're going to bypass hell and be in heaven for all eternity. The next thing, you just ask God to come into your life. You say, Lord God, I have faith in you. I believe in you. I'm not going to doubt you. And I know that what I ask, you will do. And he will. So listen, I would want to thank you for being out there tonight, for listening. And I hope and I pray to God that somebody needed to hear this and that it has helped somebody. We're here at Reno, Texas at Solid Rock Bible Church. If you get a chance and you don't have a church home, come by and visit with us. I'd love to meet you. I'd love to pray with you. I'd like to see you give God a chance in your life to change it. So again, thank y'all so much for being there. I will see you next week. God bless you and keep you and may his hedge of protection be around you. In Jesus' name, amen.